Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Say so, part three. Amen. Have you enjoyed parts one and two? Hallelujah. Amen. Say so, parts. Amen. This is say so, part three. Amen. So excited. Amen. Every time I teach the word of God, I have an opportunity to share the word of God. It's so exciting. Amen. This is the year of purpose here at Kingdom Life Church. Welcome to the year of purpose. Amen. Well, we are endeavoring to be intentional on this year. We are endeavoring, amen, to do everything. Amen. Listen, we, we, you know, we all always tell you this, you know, man plans his way, but the Lord direct their steps. So, so we're endeavoring, amen, to have plans together, to have goals, amen. We, we're not just going to walk through this life and not know what we're going to do. We're going to plan our day. We're going to strategize, amen, even to reach souls on this year, amen. Everything is done on purpose and intentional. Yeah. Glory to God, because we serve an intentional God. He didn't just drop us off on earth, amen, to fend for ourselves. He gave us a book. He gave us instructions. He gave us a manual, amen, he gave us a constitution, glory to God, to help us as believers so that we understand how heaven operates and how earth should be operating. Why? Because you're here. Because you and I are in the earth, amen. It can, we, are, we are here, amen, to help the earth operate in a certain way. Amen. Heaven's children are in the earth. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Listen, look, we walk by faith and not by sight. This series has been so eye-opening. Amen. We've uh, received some reports and some things or some uh, just some uh, testimonials on how this series already has been blessing uh, individuals and ministering to them and also encouraging them about uh, what the Lord is saying and what they should be doing or saying in this season. That's why we, we, we title it Say So, amen, because words are so important. It's so important what we say. I, I shared this, I believe, on last week. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt us. We know that's a fable, amen. We know it's not the truth, amen, even though we may have been shared that. Maybe our generation wasn't, of course, uh, but uh, the generation before ours, Amen. Uh, they will share these type of little fables and stuff like that, and things is not true, like seeing is believing, Think those kind of things. When we, once we got introduced to the Bible, once you look in the book, we understand that seeing is not believing, believing is seeing. Amen? Because you and I will begin to see things, amen, once we believe. Before we believe the word of God, we couldn't even see what was really happening in the earth. But when we opened up our heart and when we gave our life to the Lord, then the Lord gave us not eyesight, insight. He allowed us to see things, listen, that were already there, but we couldn't see it because there was a veil there. There was a disconnect, but then he connected us, amen, with heaven. Now we can see clearly. I can see clearly now. Rain is gone. No, okay, all right. Praise the Lord. So we walk by faith and not by sight. But how is faith released? Faith is released by what we consistently say out of our mouth. Faith is released by what we consistently say out of our mouth. Or faith can be seen through our actions. Faith could be seen through our actions. There were many occasions where Jesus said that he saw their faith. How could you see faith? 
He saw their action. He's, there were some things they were doing that told him they're operating in faith. There's a person that's operating in faith. That young lady is operating in faith. That centurion is operating in faith. That blind man was operating in faith. Why? It was something they did. So, so, so what you do tells heaven, amen, as well as those that are around you, amen, if you are standing in faith or believing in faith or not. Because how many times he had to tell disciples, oh, you a little faith? He didn't say that just to say it. It was something that they displayed. It was something they either said or did to show our Lord and Savior that they weren't operating in faith. Are you following me this morning? Amen. Glory to God. So when I say uh, that that faith is released by what we consistently say, that word consistent again means unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. So your faith is released by what you consistently say on a regular basis. Amen. Faith is being released when you confess the word of God. Even the, even the tithe declaration or even, you know, this, this confession we talk about, our best in my Bible, all that. These declarations, amen, releases something on the inside of you when you open up your mouth. Because the words that you say are more powerful than the words that other people say. So faith does come by hearing, but it's more powerful when you begin to get an agreement with heaven and begin to release those words into the atmosphere, then it's something happens when you begin to say what heaven said. Amen? Right. So when you already know the will of God, you just speak it into existence. <laughs> When you already know what the will of God is, you just say what God said. You just say what heaven said. You are not responsible for the results, but you are responsible to be a representative of heaven. The Bible tells us that we are living epistles, amen, meant to be read by men, meaning we are are the walking word. We are not the word. We know who the word is, but we are, the, we are living epistles, meaning our life should display or represent the Bible. When people see you walk, they should see. That's a child of God right there. That's a man of God. Oh, that's a woman of God right there. Praise God. Just how you operate should tell them something. You know, many times you, I be at work, and I know others experience this as well, where people just can't put their finger on it. They know it's something strange about Good to see you, Chantia. Something strange about you. Something just peculiar about you. Yeah, you just peculiar as you want to be. It just, they just can't figure it out. They just can't, they can't put their fingers on it. It is like, man, what? And, and then later on or something, as you're in conversation, as you establish those relationships, you're like, you're a Christian, aren't you? Like, yep. Do it. I just knew it. I just knew it. So it's something that, that, that you are showing them or you are displaying them to show them that you are in line with the word of God. Now, you don't get that from everybody. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. Just want to tell the truth in the Lord's house. Listen, so when we're talking about speaking the word of God and confessing the word of God, I'm not talking about mental assent. I'm not talking about mental assent. I'm not talking about, you say brain hair. <laughs> yeah, tell it, okay. I'm going to get to it, okay. You know, no, we're not talking about mental ascent. We're not talking about just being a parrot, amen. We're not just talking about repeating something that was said, amen, without attaching belief to it. Because that mental ascent is saying something repetitiously, maybe saying it over and over and over again, but in your mind, you, in your mind you believe but not your heart. 
So mental, this, I'm not talking about mental ascent, but this is what I do want. I want to put a plug here real quick because sometimes, this is what I used to tell people uh, back in the day, amen, when, when, when I in, first introduced confessions or the 40 IMs or something to, to an individual, I used to tell them, listen, you may not even feel like a child of God, but go ahead and say you are one anyway. I am a child of God. Why? Because you confessed the word of God. You gave your life to the Lord. You're born again. So you can say you are a child of God even when you don't feel like one, even when your five senses may tell you that you don't line up with it. Because each of us have to grow from some point. All of us have to start from somewhere. Everybody has a starting point. So you and I, we're not going to all start in the same place, but we're going to end up at the same place. All us going to heaven, glory to God. Everybody's going to their reward one day. And we may, we may start at different times, but, but we have to be conscious that when we are speaking the word of God, that we also believe it. Let me tell you what John Wesley, John Wesley said this. John Wesley said, people mentally agree that the Bible is true, but they don't believe it in their heart. Mental assent. They believe that it's true, but they don't believe it in their heart. You must believe it in your heart and not just in your mind. Are you hearing me this morning? Because you may be agreeing with the word. You're here this morning, and I'm hearing yeses and amens and glory to God and praise God. But you know, if, if it's not in your heart, it could be just in your mind. Because if it's just in your mind, you can't get the transformation that's needed. Because that, 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 it has to get in the heart. Once it's in the heart, you see the change. You can't even be saved except you believe where? In your, in your heart. Not your mind, not your head. You understand? I got to believe in my heart that Jesus X, Y, and Z, amen, that he is the son of God and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got to believe it in my heart. Look, then when I believe in my heart, I do what? Confess with my mouth. So the things you believe in your heart that comes out of your mouth will cause change and transformation and miracles and breakthroughs and all kind of things can happen when you believe in your heart. Because faith only responds to belief. Faith responds to belief. When you believe something, faith responds. Faith responds. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus told her, said, woman of God, it was your faith. It was your faith. Really, it was her belief in her heart that even if she died that day, she was going to press towards Jesus. She believed something in her heart so much so that it caused her to, 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 to just get out in the open and get out in public and do something that other people wouldn't do. Are you hearing me this morning? That's what faith, faith will cause you to look foolish sometimes. Faith will cause you to step out on things that other people may not understand. But it's because of belief in your heart. It's something that's, that's in your heart and because of what God is saying, amen, because everything that, that we say, he has already said. We're not trying to do something different out here. So, so again, that's, so it's not mental ascent. It's not mental ascent. I need to put this plug in real quick. It's also not manifesting. I'm saying this because there are a lot of believers that may be getting off course or going in a different direction, thinking they still with God because we got people out here that's practicing witchcraft now. 
And so because it sounds similar, manifesting sounds so similar because it deals with affirmations, it deals with speaking positive things and all that kind of stuff, it's going to separate you from God because it also deals with astrology and moons and energy and psychics and tarot cards and, and, and worshiping the goddess of, of something that I'm not going to tell you the name of because I don't want you to look it up. Amen. But it's all, all these things are designed to separate you from God. And there are believers, amen, that are, that are operating in these, in, with this spirit that's, that, that it sounds like it's God, but it's not God. It sounds similar, but it's not. And so, so that spirit is not from God. Why? Because it does not identify God. The worship is not of God. The worship is not of the Son. The, the one and only true living God, the Son of God, the worship is not of the Son. Therefore, we cannot take part in things, burning incense to these, you know, we, a lot of stuff is happening in our time. You got to be careful. There's nothing wrong with burning incense, but who are you burning them to? Because some people burn them on purpose to this God because they're trying to get something from this God. I want you to know that there's only one God. He is the one and only true living God. Amen. That's it. One God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's it. There ain't no other gods. I, I know people don't like hearing that because they don't want to hear. It's kind of in this generation. We live in the 21st century where we got so many options and we have so many opinions. It just seems like, God, there's got to be more than one God. There's only one God who had a son who died for you. The rest of them jokers, amen, were made by hands, amen, or they were presented in a different factor. They didn't die for you. God is the only God of the Bible who's boasting and says, I died for you. I gave my life for you. None of them other gods saying that. So I think I'm going to follow the one that died for me. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to follow the one that died for me. Amen. So we must stand on the word of God and the word of God alone. Amen. Great. Let's move on. So my objective in this series is to teach the importance the importance of what we are saying. Many of our actions are first of thought, first of thought, then, okay, it's first of thought, then it's spoken long before it is acted upon. So things that we're thinking and speaking happens first before we actually do it. So each of us as believers, we have time. Come on, say time. time. We have time to get into sin or not. You, you understand what I'm saying? So getting into sin don't just happens like this. We have time to get into sin because it's something that I'm thinking and maybe it's something that I begin to speak in long before the actions. So even when I get to the actions, it's still something that I need to do. It's, it's something that I need to say. It's something that I, it, I still have time to pull back. Have you ever heard somebody say I slipped into this? Well, you know, I just fell in, man. I didn't know. Well... You didn't slip and you didn't, you did, yeah, you may have failed, but, but believe me, each of us will always be warned. Are you hearing me this morning? God will always warn us. He will always speak to us. God is always telling his children what we are doing and what we should not be doing. I know a lot of times we have a problem with God telling us things, but I'm telling you, as soon as I step out of this building and pull up to that curve and make a left turn, it's not going to be long before I see a sign that try to tell me how fast I should be driving. 
Then when I get around, around the road, I'm going to get to some, some lights, and those lights are going to try to tell me what, what I can't do or what direction. Now, another sign is going to say whether I can make this turn or that turn or why I wait for these people and that people. Every time you get out here in society, signs are telling you what to do. Now, there's no people behind those signs. Those signs are made by hands. But there's a God that loves us. And when he tells us to go left and when he tells us to go right, when he tells us to stop or to go, it's because he knows what's best for us. It's because he loves us. If we think the sign that says, road out up ahead, cares about us, believe me, they don't even know you. But yet, they're trying to tell you that if you keep driving, you might, get, you might fall into a ditch or something. So if they act like they care, then we know God cares. We know God loves us and he cares about us. So, so again, the words, that we are, the words that we are saying many times, amen, um, they're first a thought and then they're spoken long before they're acted upon. The primary Greek word, Greek word for confess is homologio, homologio, how the, pretty much however you want to pronounce it, but it's H-O-M-O-L-O-G-E-O. H-O-M-O-L-O-G-E-O for my note takers. Uh, to confess is a Greek word that means, which basically means to say the same thing as. Say so. Say so. So it's the, it means to say the same thing as. And so that's why we have the 40 I am, the 15 freedom truths. We do our victory declaration prior to this, this, this uh, service, and we do it on, on, uh, throughout, throughout the week as well. And we, we just confess the word of God. We believe that something powerful happens when we confess the word of God. We have a prepare to grow campaign confession. You know, people have confession for husbands, wives. We have declaration. Everything, you know, it's like, it's like a vow. You know, when I'm standing, you know, we got to marry some people, you know, this year, amen, several people this year. And so when you stand before them and you repeat these, when you repeat something that's being said, you're saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to operate according to what I've just spoken. The same thing. So those, if those words are not powerful, then you would step out and do your own thing. You know, so the Bible gives us some words, specific words on how to operate. Once we know the Bible, then we can put declarations together so that so that tell that's tailor made for our life and begin to say it on a daily basis because we already believe the word. So it's kind of taking the Bible and just giving you a little snapshot of some some powerful declarations or, or affirmations. Amen. To speak over yourself on a daily basis to encourage yourself. Because when everything looked like it's falling apart, you got to be able to encourage yourself like David did. You got to be able to encourage yourself. I, I, I might can't get to the pastor, my elder, my brother. I got to be, I got to be looking at mirror, be able to say some things to my own self. You gonna get yourself together. You are gonna make it. You're gonna do it. You are a champion. You are overcomer. I'm telling you, man, you're not gonna quit. You're gonna make it this time. You got to talk to yourself sometimes and tell yourself how it's gonna be and what it's gonna be like. Are you hearing me this morning? Yeah, so, so, so we can read over these confessions, the four times are over and over and over and over, but nothing's going to change until you believe these in your heart, as I stated earlier. Faith will respond to belief. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we are attempting on purpose, we, Kingdom Life Church, pastors, we are attempting on purpose to build a vocabulary of words that speak life, that speak life. I don't know about you, but I come out of the world. I come out of cussing and saying all the wrong things. And I needed to be reprogrammed, transformed. My mind needed to be renewed. So this is all part of the process of mind renewal. 
But in, while your mind is being renewed, think, renewed, things are getting in your heart. Because you start believing these things that you're saying. And once you believe them, it's not too long that the action follow behind it. You hear me? Let's go to the word. Proverbs 16 and uh, verse 23. Proverbs 16, verse 23. If you don't have your Bible, amen, we have the scriptures will be on the screen this morning. Amen. I will be reading different translations as well. You may not have. You can write it down, take notes. Amen. Go back and read it. But uh, Proverbs 16 and 23 says this. It says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth. <laughs> Another word for teaches is instructs. We're living in a time where we need to instruct our mouth. Man, there's so much, you know, it's so much about your mouth in, in the Psalms. Well, I mean, Proverbs, I mean, yeah, in Proverbs, oh my goodness. I don't even want to say nothing. I don't even want to bring up some, it's all kind of stuff that <laughs> when Solomon's writing that, boy, this is the thing, he, you know what I'm saying, like he, he, he just go all in on this thing, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you got to read it for yourself because I say some of these things, you might, be, you might be offended a little bit, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, not that, I'm, not that I won't say it, y'all know me, I'll I say it, but if I'm late too, but, but the heart of the wise instructs his mouth. I got some instructions for my mouth. Mouth, you're not going to say any old thing you want to say this year. You're not going to just say what you've always said. You're, you're not going to do that this year. On purpose, intentional, you're not going to do that. You're not going to just, you're not going to be comfortable this year just saying anything like you used to do it last year, like last year. No, you're not going to do that. This year, mouth, you're going to be in control. Uh, hopefully, I know I'm not going to get to it this week, but maybe next week I can tell you about the, the tongue and, and how a, you know, the Bible talks about how this little, the littlest mem member in the book of James, you know, boasts great things. I mean, it sets your course. It sets the course of life. This littlest member is so powerful, saints. It can start a fire. Glory to God or put one out. Amen. So your mouth is important. Say, my mouth is important. Go ahead, type that, y'all. Say, my mouth is important. What I say is important. All right, all right. So, so the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. It's a good way to learn some things as well when you are confessing the word of God, when you are reading the Bible in general. You're adding learning to your lips. You're beginning to say things uh, that, um, that you hadn't said before. Remember, in the Old Testament or in the olden times, the Bible was read aloud. So when we confess the word, we confess aloud. You know, there, there are no such thing as silent prayers. Look, even though the Lord hears you. Well, I was listening to the Bible. Uh, you know, I'm reading the Bible in a year this year, as is my custom. You know, I did, like, did it three times last year, but I think I'm going to do it two times this year. But, uh, so, but I, was I was listening to um, God when he was dealing with Abraham and Sarah. And Sarah when Sarah was in the tent, Right before he was getting ready to manifest the, the son of promise, Isaac, you know, he was saying some stuff, and he was outside talking to Abraham, and, and then, you know, and Sarah laughed in the tent, like, am I going to have pleasure? And, you know, it's funny how they say it on the U version, too, because a girl be talking, am I going to have pleasure when I'm old? You know, and uh, yeah, yes, you are. And so the Bible says she laughed within herself. She didn't laugh out. She laughed within. But the Lord heard her. How did you hear her laugh that was inside of her? Because he know your thoughts before you think them. Yeah. And so he called on the carpet and said, uh, oh, he said, Abraham said, your wife laughed. And she heard say, I didn't laugh. He said, oh, but you did. <laughs> you know, her son's name means laughter. Yeah. Isaac, laughter, 
And every time you call your son, because you, you look, you, yeah, God said laugh now. <laughs> you want to laugh? Yeah, laugh now. Okay, all right. You know. So when you and I are decreeing and declaring, we are instructing our mouth. We are giving instructions to our mouth. Our mouth is not just going to say anything. So we're giving instructions to our mouth. That's why the Bible says be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to wrath. You understand? Be, be slow to just come back and let the mouth, you know, begin. Because the mouth, the mouth ready. Anytime the mouth like step up. Like the mouth like, yeah, what? Yeah, you say it to me, I'm going to say it to you. Yeah, what? what, what who are you talking to? <laughs> but no, the, but the Bible is all of this learning and instructing. All this is designed to help us get control of this tongue. And the Bible says that no man can control the tongue. But the spirit can. The spirit can. Holy Spirit on the inside of me, my tongue is under control. When, I, when I'm saying this way, I yield to Holy Spirit. Because now, really... I can sit up here on live TV and cuss everybody out right now. You know why? Because I know every cuss word. I can say the, I, I can say all that. I can say anything I want to say. Because see, now we have the power of choice. I choose not to, and I have the restrainer on the inside of me. I have Holy Spirit there, the third person of the Godhead, who helps me to stay in power or in control. Because your flesh, your body, wants to rule your life. Are you hearing me? Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18, this is kind of my foundation scripture a little bit, amen, so I know I share some other scriptures, but uh, so Proverbs, uh, doing this series, Proverbs 18, 20 and 21 says this, this is good news uh, translation, good news translation, it says you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say, destroy it, you know the traditional King James, New King James, definitely going to be rewarded for the things you say, you know even Jesus said this, uh, he told us that, that, um, that, that we're going to be judged for every idle word that man may speak. Idle words, dead words, lifeless words, words that don't speak life, words that don't edify. We got to work on that, y'all. As believers, we got to work on that. We got to work on that. So, so you and I, we're going to have to live with the consequence of everything we say. What you say can preserve life or destroy it, so you must accept the consequences of your words. Sometimes we just can say anything. We think there's, there's nothing wrong. We say, no, there's something wrong. If you constantly say, you know, I should, you know, all of us have done this kind of, oh, man, this is killing me, man. This is killing me. This is killing me. You know, you have been around people that everything is just killing them. Everything is killing them. But just don't let faith get in your heart, slip in your heart one day when you say that. Don't let faith slip in. And then your subconscious started started working behind the scenes to try to cause your death. We are made powerfully. We are powerful beings, saints. So we have to watch. Oh, it's not that serious, Pastor. Fine. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. It's serious to me because he said he shouldn't have said it. He shouldn't have put it in here. He should have left it out. God should never say nothing about it. And I wouldn't be talking about it today. Should never say nothing. Where he said it, I'm going to repeat what he said. Words are powerful. Listen, especially those that are spoken in faith. You are living in the world that your words built. <laughs> you are living in the world that your words built. You and I are living in the, are living the life that your words established. You didn't get here by chance or accident. 
Are you hearing me? We are here because of words that we've spoken. And that's why we still, in the face of adversity, are going to still say I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm going to say what God say regardless of what's going on. I am a new creature in Christ. When I first got saved, that's what they told me. They told me I was a new creature according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and that old things will pass away, all things become new. But, but as I kept walking, I was like, but the old is still there. What are you talking about? I got a new spirit now. He gave me something new on the inside of me, but the outside is still the same. My flesh cannot be saved. My body cannot be saved. So I have to do something that will trigger the inside to get stronger so that I can overcome the dictates of my body and my flesh. It's not going to happen overnight. That's why we say things like saturate yourself in the word of God. Pour this word on the inside of you. Dump this word on the inside of you. Get in this word and get in prayer. Why? So you can become it. So you can become it. Speaking these promises repetitiously will drive them into your subconscious mind, which will help you to believe them and walk in them. There's some things we do like driving our cars and riding our bikes and, and, and going home. There's a lot of things we do through our subconscious mind. Our subconscious works to bring things to pass. Sometimes you don't even know how you got home because your mind was so somewhere else. But your subconscious know to make a left here, make a right there. Your subconscious know to stay right here till that light turns red. Your subconscious mind is working. And then you wake up like, what the world? I don't even remember turning that corner, turning over here, doing that. Why? Who was driving then? Your subconscious. That's how powerful the subconscious mind is. And so if it, can, if it operates that way, I need to learn how to tap into the subconscious and make it work for me. And that's what we're doing through confessing the word and speaking these words. We're, we're training our subconscious mind to operate a certain way. Because God didn't make fickle human beings. That's why your will is so strong. You heard people say people are stubborn. You're, just, you're stubborn as a bull. <laughs> or what they're saying is like, you just can't move. It takes you too long to move. So something needs to happen to, to start breaking down those barriers Especially with the word of God, amen, baby, to cause a shift so you can begin to do what the Bible is saying do. Because you're still the one that's in control. Amen? Come on, just a few more scriptures, a few more scriptures. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55, we're going to look at verse 10 and 11. This is the Passion Translation. Man, I've, I've learned to enjoy the Passion Translation. Very passionate. And I always tell people when it, as it relates to the Bible uh, you know, because people always want to know, what Bible should we read? What Bible? Uh, myself, personally, I, my, my personal Bible is the King James, personally. So I don't get up here and try to tell you thousand days and those and all that. That's fine. It's, it's just, you know, uh, it, then I have to explain it to you more than, than something that I can find a translation that will kind of read to you that helps you a little bit more. Because if you don't get understanding, then you leave out here the same way you came. And so I, need, I, would, need, I would need two hours if I use the King James. To teach you. You understand? So I'm, trying, I'm, so I'm using the help that the Lord has provided through other translations. I'm doing. So, so Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says this. As the snow and rain that fall from heaven do not return until they have accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth and causing it to sprout with new life, providing seed to sow and bread to eat. Everything that God created has a purpose. 
God says the rain and the snow, when it comes from heaven, it better not come back without fulfilling this purpose. <laughs> he didn't say it like that. He wasn't that stern. But what he said was this. It's not going to come down and just do, and do what it wants to do. When, he, when, the, when, the, when the word is released that rain needs to be over here, or snow needs to go over there, it's coming down because it's fulfilling a purpose. Notice a lot of times when I pray and when I'm praying against storms and people say you can't rebuke the storm and all that, fine. You, that's fine. That's what you say. I, I say I can. Amen. I'm going, and guess what? I believe what I say more than you. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to rebuke the storm. And guess what? If the storm keeps coming, praise God. I won't, I'm not the one that can stop it anyway. I'm just the one that's going to speak and see if I can pray like, Lord, let it, let, give us the rain we need without the destruction. I pray that lives won't be lost when there are hurricanes, when there are natural disasters. Yes, we should pray. We should pray. Prayer, if you don't believe in what you're praying, then you shouldn't be praying. Because you're not going to get anything from God just because you don't believe it. You might as well don't pray. So when you pray, it's already telling heaven that you believe something. You believe something because prayer is supernatural. Prayer is spiritual. It's not natural. It's not natural. So the snow and the rain has a purpose it is on assignment. Everything in the earth, even the nets that bother us in the summer, the flies that's all around, everybody got a purpose. Everybody came here on an assignment. We are the only ones with the will who, who say, I don't want to do my assignment. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to do what you called me to do. I'm not going to do what you sent me here to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And God said, okay, well, well, you do have a choice. You may not like the consequences of your choice, but it is your choice. But the fly and the nets and all these other creatures, they are on assignment. And they can only do and be what God already told them. Every, <laughs> all those animals have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Verse 11 says this. It says, so also will be the word. So also, listen, also will be the word. Man, if I can tell you about the sword, the sword that sows the word. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm scattering seeds. Everything has a purpose. I'm hoping that the seeds that I scatter fall on good ground. The ground is your own heart. It's your heart. It's how you receive the word that will cause the impact in your life. Man. So also with the word that I speak, it does not return to me unfulfilled. You can be what the word says you can be. You can have what the word says you can have. Why? Because everything that's, that, that you need, amen, is inside the word. Look, everything that you are called to do and to be is inside of you. You have the potential to be everything that God has called you to be. Just like a seed has everything in it to produce the fruit of, of whatever it is. Doesn't need anything. It needs, maybe it needs water. Maybe it needs sunlight. But all the, the potential and all every, the energy that's needed is on the inside of that seed. Everything you need to be what God called you is already on the inside of you. So we utilize this word to tap into what God has already said. So also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. This is what God is saying. These are his words. It performs, but when they're sent out, it performs according to his word. Amen? 
So when we say what he says, healing, deliverance, miracles, all those kind of things happen. They was playing a song earlier. When I open up my mouth, miracles, you know, oh, listen, I have the authority to be with Jesus, to do what Jesus said I could be or something like that. But we walk in the authority of the Lord. And so when you open your mouth, it's power. When you speak the word of God, it's power. Job 22 and 28. Job 22 and 28 says this. It says, and this is King James because it's, you're going to understand this. Thou shalt also decree a thing. You shall. You shall. Thou shalt also decree a thing. And it shall. Shall is a strong word. Shall, we can't even really find an English word that really means what it really means. Shall meaning it will happen. It will be produced. That's the strongest word that we could find in the English language. But it means so much more when he says, when he says, thou shalt, or it shall. It shall be established unto who? Unto you, unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. When you speak the word out of your mouth, something powerful happens. You can decree a thing, and it will be established. You can say what the Bible says, and it will be established. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me this morning? Listen, when you believe what God says in your heart, in your heart and it comes out of your mouth, then there's no, <laughs> listen, there's no opposition that can stand against you. There's nothing that can stand up against you. The word of God was meant to be spoken out loud every single day. I speak over my circumstances. I'm not going to allow my circumstance and my situation to keep talking to me. Talking all the time. Listen, I'm going to be rude and talk over my circumstance. Cut it off. I'm going to cut my circumstance off right in the middle of this sentence. Talking about what I can't have, what I can't do, and what I can't be. I'm going to cut them, slam off, and begin to speak what thus saith the Lord. This is what the Bible says, and this is what I'm going to have, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to accomplish. You don't allow your circumstance to just keep running his mouth to you, talking over and over, speaking doubt in your ears, telling you what your God can't do, and what you can't have, and what you can't be. I hear something like the devil is a liar. No, who you talking to? No, you don't lie. No, and I begin to combat every contrary thought with the word of God. You got to speak the word in this hour. You got to say what heaven says, because this is how heaven comes to the earth. It's got to come out of your mouth. You are the free moral agents in the earth today. God is not out here walking around. He is here, but he's not out here doing a whole lot of work. He's depending on you and I. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Yeah. yeah no. In the middle of their outburst, I'm going to tell her what the Lord said. Don't you ever agree with your situation that's contrary to the word of God. Because if two shall agree on anything, it shall be done. Well, Mr. Johnson, um, you have this. No, I don't have that. Thank you, though, for your report. I appreciate your diagnostic. The diagnosis, and, I, and, and you know, you're the doctor, and I appreciate what you have established, but I'm not receiving that. Now, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do what you're telling me to do, 
because that's not going to mess with my faith. But I don't receive that. Because when you notice, once somebody receives a report from, from a bad report, their life goes just like this. Why? Because they just got an agreement with death. They just got an agreement with something, you know, like somebody telling them that they got four months to live. Who are you? Are you God, by the way? No, what you're saying based on what you've seen in times past and all the work and all the studying that you've done, when somebody has this type of issue, this is what would normally happen to them. So I'm going to tell you, this is what would normally happen. You don't, you don't have long. I appreciate you. I appreciate your diagnosis. I do. But I'm going to stay with the word of God. I'm going to say what God said. And guess what? To, the, to take my last breath, if I have to, guess what? And then I still get healed in the end because boom, bam, I don't really close my eyes. I just fall asleep on this side and wake up on that side. Like, praise God. How you doing, Lord? How you doing, Lord? You know why? That means we never lose. We always win. You can't defeat a believer. We always win. Can't hurt us. To live is Christ and to die is gain. No, it's not to die is loss. No, to die is gain. No, we just stay in faith. We choose to stay in faith. We choose to believe the word of God and trust God at his word in spite of what's happening. So don't you ever agree with a situation that don't line up with the word of God. Send it back where it came from. God confirms the word of his servants, the Bible says in Isaiah 44, 26. I'm not, not going to, I don't have time to look at that. Matter of fact, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Isaiah 46 and 26 says, in, in a sense, God confirms the words of his servants. You can go back and read that. So in order to have what the Bible says we can have, we must say so. We need to speak it. Psalms 103 and 20, this is New King James Psalms 103 and 20 says, bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Angels hearken to the voice of your words. Because when you speak his word, you're speaking, when you speak in his words, you're speaking the word of God. And so they follow the word of God. The angels are on assignment in the earth today. They're on assignment. They respond to the word of God. One of the most powerful things you can do to remodel your life is speak God's word. To remodel your life. You want to remodel your life? You want to tear it down and build it back up? Speak the word of God. Dump that word of God on the inside of you. Again, it's all talking about renewing the mind. It's just another way to say renew your mind. Really. That's why when we come into the kingdom, we must be reprogrammed. Because there's a way you thought about finance. There's a way you thought about giving. There's a way you thought about loving. You understand? Before you came in the kingdom, if they hit you, you hit them back. In the kingdom, he says, listen, pray for them. Pray for them who despise you. Pray for them haters. Folk that hate on you, love them anyway. Hold on, hold on. See, because I didn't do that when I was in the world. I had a, I had a code in the world. If you hate me, I hate you. You don't like me, I don't like you either. You, you know? So, but now we're in the kingdom. We've been reprogrammed. You don't like me, I love you. What? I'm praying for you even though you you plotting against me. That's the Bible. That's the Bible, saints. So we don't operate like the world. And so, you know, we can get off and operate like the world sometimes. Just know that's the world. That's not the kingdom. Kingdom has a way to operate and the world has a way to operate. And if we're going to be kingdom, we got to operate like 
The word operates. So you are not hopeless. You're not defeated. Amen. You're not lost. You are found. You're victorious. You're an overcomer. Amen. And so we combat those things that, that, that the word, the world speaks to us. Let me just share this last scripture. I'm done. Last scripture. Last scripture. Last scripture. Just know, though, I told you I'd have to teach on angels. I'm going to have to because many of us don't think. When you see a thread through the Bible, you can see how angels are operating through the Bible. You understand? I often think about this. I'm a practical person. I think I'm a pretty practical preacher, teacher. Amen. And so I often think about things such as this, uh, that so God, so Jesus. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kingdom Life VA. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.